personal coach and trusted attorney, Andrew Leith, who will help you get started in building your real estate empire. Grow your self-confidence, find your grit, and get the skills needed to dominate the real estate world. This is Real Estate Investing with Andrew Lieb. We are so lucky coming back from the break. We have Dr. Kathan Badani. We call him RoboDoc. This guy is the vice chair of urology at Mount Sinai. He loves the schmeckalas. And he just, like, he was telling me yesterday about broken schmeckalas and how he fixes the schme- I call him low libido man. So tell me, Dr. K, what it is about being low libido man that we should be talking to you right now about telehealth. Yeah. Hi, Andrew. Thanks for having me on the show. You. You uh, you definitely have an entertaining program, and uh, thanks to you and Lauren for inviting me. Um, In disclosure think, to everyone, uh, you know, you In know, disclosure, I, that- I just need to tell everyone that Kathan's my brother-in-law. That's why I call him low libido <laughs> man. But um, it's 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 not. You know, you want your brother-in-law to have a low libido because if he doesn't, you're all freaked out every time you're at a family event. So I picture him. I'm telling you, Lauren's shaking her head no, <laughs> but that's how I want to picture this thing because it just makes me feel much more comfortable when we go to dinner together. So let's hear about how you actually do treat low libido and fractured schmeckalas, and you're a urologist. <laughs> You deal with cancer, and you are like the, for people that don't know, probably the most famous person I've ever met. And what's interesting is I I have a radio show. I'm an attorney. I I train thousands of people. We go to a family meal, and everyone just ignores that I'm there, and it's Dr. K who's trained people in countries I've never heard of before. And so what's interesting about this guy, and I want everyone to know, is before coronavirus happened, before there was telehealth, before there was issues of this, he was on the cutting edge of technology and medicine. And he is known as one of the best robotic surgeons in the world using the Da Vinci machine. And I'd like you to tell everyone about how you are using technology to treat people. Perfect. Thanks, Andrew. And I think, you know, you're, you're being kind. I think the only person who thinks what you said is true is my mom, which I'll take. But, uh, and Uncle Alan. But, uh, but otherwise, no, Everyone thanks, thanks to you. <laughs> yes, and Uncle Alan. <laughs> thanks to you and Lauren for having me on and having a great show. I think, tel- you know, let's talk about telemedicine that was of interest um, as a topic, you know, and it's, it, it, this is obviously a great time to talk about it because we're all dealing with this. You know, one of the problems that we had with telemedicine before the COVID era was that there were some regulatory issues, right? I mean, I, I, see patients from various states and various countries. Probably more than 50% of my practice is not from New York, and I'm licensed to practice in New York. So my patient in New Jersey or Connecticut uh, or, you know, Europe, I can't do a telemedicine visit with that person because I'm not licensed in those other states. So one of the interesting things that's happened is Congress passed a law, as you know. In the CARES um, Act. Yeah. CARES Act, right. Yeah. That temporarily, and we'll get back to the temporarily part, um, allows us from one state to practice and talk to patients in another state. So right now, I can do telemedicine visits uh, with anyone in the country, and it's it's allowed at least through the the Medicare Medicaid services agreement. And so, and so, if you live in you know Texas and you want a second opinion, you don't have to leave your sofa. You can get your second opinion through a telehealth visit, and we can have a chat and do it that way. The problem is. This is temporary, and I think that that's not going to stay, and then all of a sudden we kind of go back to the the dark ages of telemedicine where you have to be in the state lines to do it. 
Well, I think that's a supply and demand issue, and we're going to get into that about how the CARES Act really should be extended. We've been pushing for them changing in the legal field for them to make auto, audiovisual notarization become a thing into the future because the CARES Act has created so many new advances in, in thought, and we need them to become permanent. I want to get into that, but before we do that, Dr. K, here's what I need to know. How is it if I have cancer or something else that I would feel comfortable speaking to my urologist? Yeah, Telecommit-wise, well, like that freaks me out a little. Like I'm a little scared about that. So tell me how I shouldn't be freaked out that you're not recording my schmeckola and showing all your colleagues. Right, exactly. Well, one of the things about urology, and, and this is a specialty, obviously, that you know that deals with you know male reproductive organs and male and female kidney bladders, urinary system, is we deal with a lot of sensitive things uh, all day long, and so for us, it's it's our entire day as you're as you jest about uh, about the different topics. But but you know, for us, this is routine. I mean, we deal with sensitive topics. Now, in terms of telemedicine, you have to realize all the HIPAA laws, the the patient privacy laws, apply, and so this is just as if we're doing an in-person visit. So to now, do that in English, okay, just to do that mm-hmm. in, in English, that means that everyone even if it's on the internet, even if you're using systems to communicate with me, they have all of their secrets protected. That's what you're saying when you're saying HIPAA laws, right? The health insurance yeah, portability. Yeah, yeah. All, all the privacies, and listen, the, the country is very good about protecting patient privacy. I mean, we all have to uh, abide by the rules to keep these matters um, to ourselves. Uh, and same thing like with you, with your, with your lawyers, right? I mean, you, you, have, you have that protection. So even electronically, you have the same protection. So, right, just as if you're in person in my office seeing me with a closed door and you're protected with your information, same thing in this setting. So, so we don't have to worry about no Zoom different. bombing or anything like that? In the- <laughs> well, Lauren, I want to yeah, break it down different. <laughs> I want to break it down different. So I find out from my doctor around here that I might need to see a specialist. They say, I'm all the way out east in Long Island, and they say, hey, you need to see the best Dr. Badani over at Mount Sinai. They say to give you a call. I ring 212. 2413919 I get some sort of reception or screening and they say well you need to speak to Dr. Badani and I say well I'm not going to New York City right now are you nuts there's corona and they go well we could do telehealth tell me how this goes down right so what'll happen is the televisits actually go through our electronic medical record and so what that means is your chart where in the old days you would write some notes on a piece of paper and keep it in a binder and and so when mr smith came in mr smith's chart would get pulled and you would get to read it well all that's on the computer now but the platform that it's on is highly protected so no one can access that except for people taking care of that patient so the electronic record is your health record in our system. Well, when we do a televisit, we actually do it through that same system. And so we so make an appointment. Zoom. Not Zoom. No Zoom not bombing. Zoom. No, no, okay. no Zoom bombing. So, 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 Andrew, let's say you wanted to come to me because, you know, all those issues we talk about in the past that you have that you never <laughs> want to come to come to see me for. Hey. Little, have, you, have you seen the, the rapper Little Dicky? I feel like he's my brother. Well, <laughs> that's so, a blue show. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, can you make so it bigger? So, so <laughs> like, let's just say, let's just say that you call the office and you say, I want to make an appointment. My secretary will say what time and you'll say nine o'clock or nine thirty, just like you normally would. And she will put on my schedule as if you're coming in person, a telehealth visit for you at nine thirty. Okay. And then at nine thirty, you log in, you do some, you know, stuff that you have to do like you would in person on paper. And then we talk and we have a discussion and yes, do we I see each other? We see each other. We hear each other. So video. I cannot examine you. Okay. Right. So, 
So that, that comes up in certain situations. But in my line of work and in many medical professions' line of work where we're doing second opinions for a topic like cancer, prostate cancer, kidney cancer, it's not a physical examination that I spend my time doing. It's actually reviewing images. It's talking through surgery. It's going through the risks, the benefits, and making a decision. And that's all just in person. So I actually do those visits just in my office. I don't even do those in an exam room because there's very little exam involved. Now, if you need to have an exam, of course, that can be a follow-up that happens from that visit. Also telehealth. Uh, well, no. The telehealth, you can't do a physical. Like, so there's I can't. no way. You don't have like robot hands that you can come through and talk to me with in my house. Uh, talk, yes. Check it out and no. actually like physically examine. No. Well, we were watching Doctor House the- yesterday, and there was someone uh, we we like Doctor House. We think that you're just like him. And we were watching this person that what were they North Pole or South Pole? And Doctor House was telling them how to do surgery on themselves and do. <laughs> and he was having them do their own. Um, what were they doing, Lauren? Uh, they they were taking their own um, needle and sticking it in them. So I don't have to do that. Well, you don't have to do that. You could, and I could talk you through that. And there are needles we put down there if you really need that help. <laughs> but, is Da Vinci coming I, out I with that? <laughs> <laughs> but, but my point is that the majority of visits that happen, whether it's a new patient visit for a second opinion or you're doing a follow-up for some Got blood it. tests or an x-ray, that you know, the vast majority of medical visits don't require physical touching. So right? let me loop back on this. So we have yeah. Dr. Kathan Badani, who is the head of um, – robotic surgery over at Mount Sinai. He's a vice chair of urology. He's a professor. He's joining us and he's telling us he's been at the cutting edge with the Da Vinci. And if you don't know, this is robotic surgery. He's been for, I don't know, a decade or more. And he's showing us how telehealth now with the CARES Act is allowing him to meet with patients from other states where he's not licensed to do it, but the CARES Act's allowing him. And it's allowing people to have non um, uh, testing, no no physical touching or anything, but all the visits they would have otherwise had to come all the way to New York for it's saving so much time. And I imagine that's giving you more clinical hours to become a better surgeon. Can you talk about that? Yeah, well, that's an excellent point, Andrew. I mean, one of the things is the, the focus and the detail that we can do in a televisit is so, so, um, so clean, meaning, you know, patients who are coming in don't have to deal with the, the parking and the driving there and the commuting and, you know, all the stuff that's going on. Forget about COVID. Just think about all the hassles that go into, you know, commuting to get a second opinion. So we basically eliminated all that with televisits. The one issue that I had going into this, honestly, was, hey, I'm interpersonal with my patients. We make a connection. We meet each other. We shake hands. We look at each other in the eye. They trust me because of my experience. And, and that's something you have to do in person, right? Well, I was wrong. Um, I have recently, you know, as we started to take care of patients again, post, I'm going to say post-COVID. I, I hope that we're going to be post-COVID. I'm post-COVID. I'm there. As we, as we start to take care of patients again, I thought that that would be lost, but it's not. So I've taken care of patients this week that I have never met in person, only done televisit. So cool. But it's been just the same. It, I have the same Well, better. They didn't have them. to park. They didn't have to drive and, in. It's, yeah, well, and they're course. not frustrated when they're seeing you. So what I want everyone to do is you need to contact your congressperson and tell them that the CARES Act needs to expand the ability for doctors to be able to see people through telehealth across state lines. We need these waivers. There's so many waivers out there because you're going to want, if you or your loved one needs a urologist, you're going to want to speak to Dr. Kathan Badani over at Mount Sinai. Thank you so much for joining us, Doc. And remember, your libido issues can be solved. Have you ever dreamed of owning a rental property, flipping a home, opening a successful business? 
This is Real Estate Investing with Andrew Lee.